1: Hello, and welcome back to RotoViz Overtime on RotoViz Radio, brought to you by Blue Wire. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland, and I'm joined as always by my co host here on the show, the co owner of RotoViz, co host of Stadium Bananas. It is Sean Siegel. Sean, we are into the second part of our draft. The first 10 rounds are vitally important, but those last 10 rounds here in this 20 round draft are going to be absolutely key to how successful this team may be in 2022. We are drafting in the $125 FFPC tournament, $200,000 to the top prize. We did come second in this league last year to Connor O'Driscoll. We're hoping to go one better this year. Drafting out of the 112, we have started Saquon Barkley, Derek Henry, DJ Moore, Mike Williams, DK Metcalf, Elijah Moore, Brandt Ayuk, Devontae Smith, Rashad Penny, and then Aaron Rodgers as our QB1. Sean, when we finished off part one, I was talking about the possibility of potentially... Who are coming back to us there? We talked about some other options. You're obviously hoping that Jared Goff is the savior off this roster. But since we wrapped up our last pick of Aaron Rodgers, Brian Robinson, Kenneth Gainwell, Justin Fields, Damian Harris, Trelon Burks, kurt Cousins, Tyler Lockett, Rondell Moore, George Pickens, Matthew Stafford, Russell Gage, Matt Ryan, Albert O'Coah Boonham. Then we have Garrett Wilson, Chase Claypool, Trevor Lawrence, Michael Carter. To it, and then rashad white so sean we are three picks away what are some of our favorite options here that you've lined up in the queue for us
2: well jared everett and noah fant both have round 12 adps with the 11 12 turn if we wanted to hit both of them we would probably have to do it one of the frustrating things but something that happens in these drafts it's you just have to kind of deal with it and move on and the two guys that we were interested in as potential fallers matthew stafford and albert O. Oh, they both appear to have been autoed, although perhaps that drafter had set his, his queue up and and did get the guys that he or she wanted there. That, but that's unfortunate if, if there was a, a potential for either of them to really crash all the way through the 11th round. The other play here, column that starts to get pretty interesting. Now that we've taken Aaron Rodgers...
1: Is it the Packers wide receiver
2: one? the Packers wide receiver one. I mean, Romeo is there with two picks to go. I also we also have Jahan Dotson here. And I mean we definitely do not need two wide receivers, but both of those guys look. I mean, they're they're the two best values on the board. And so just from a fun perspective, I have a hard time passing on the two of them. I mean, McCole Hardman goes and
1: i probably These things just, happen
2: i probably just don't understand how michael hartman is going to score all of his points
1: but those are the peck shell that you're hoping that happen when it's coming to you in the queue
2: yeah i mean so you could easily be wrong but as long as players you're you're not going to draft anyway go ahead of you it pushes your own targets down Colin, we've arrived at a tricky point here what what are you hearing about robert tonyan is he a viable tight end option because if you're ever going to draft robert tanya it would make sense to do it on this roster i think not at this point but in terms of kind of preparing for what's going to happen later
1: yeah so before we get that we have two options we either go double tight end or we go wide receiver and tight end i think there is a slim possibility that dubs may get back to us in the next round but if we want to lock him up we can do that the reports are that he's going to be healthy for the season and that he will be the tight end one so again it will be touchdown dependent but I think we take one tight end here and then we discuss what we want to do with that second pick.
2: Okay, so we have selected Gerald Everett. That gives us quite a bit of exposure to that explosive Los Angeles Chargers passing offense that has the Rams in a potential shootout in Week 17. Colin, I I think that Fant has a much better chance of coming back to us than Dobbs does. Let's do it you're not going to, to
1: talk me around it i think i think when you make the Aaron Rodgers play we we want to we want to make some stacks with our our quarterback so i think that that makes sense we are taking that probably half around to around head of uh, current adp that is at the 1201 um sean have it pulled i usually pulled up for the last week sean will have it for the last three days but um he has been usually going in that early um i'm seeing 1206
2: 1206 not going to come back around
1: you, you are actually correct I'm, I'm seeing 1206 as well wide receiver 55 so um yeah smart. I think that's the smart play I, I think that we have flexibility the hope is that the tight end falls back to us but if he doesn't come back then we do have some fallback options I, I just love the the two rookie tight ends and I'm starting to draft Bellinger a little bit as well the third rookie tight end from the Giants Um, both Dulcich and Trey McBride have been two of my favorite targets to draft if I'm I feel like, it, particularly if you get into that area of the draft, and you're like, there's not a huge amount of other options. The upside of those two guys is massive, but if you're drafting, you know, a three tight end build, I think it's just the upside is immense. So we will have fallback options, where I don't think we'll have as many fallback options on pairing people with Aaron Rodgers, because we, we if you're if you're reading between the lines on the podcast and you hear Sean talking about the Packers, he, he doesn't want to draft Randall Cobb, he doesn't want to draft Sammy Watkins, so it feels like. I can hype up Robert Tunyon to some point, maybe to get him to draft him, but it, it felt like that was a, a major point there to potentially get the stack. So we, we're starting to round out here, Sean, into, into fine form. I'm going to set the chances of uh, Noah Fant coming back to us at
2: eight and a half percent. Are you more optimistic than that? <laughs> I am. He's uh, he's getting uh, you know what you might call negative buzz there with how he's looked and how the offense has looked in these preseason games. I think that's fantastic because if a player is, is very well established and you can argue maybe that Noah Fant isn't, but one of the things that I like to mention when we're in these tight end premium formats, especially is that you pull up the stealing signals tool and you will see that guys like Fant and even Gerald Everett, especially Everett down the stretch of last season has a route profile and targets you know, within that that put them much higher than where they're drafted. And so you're getting this extreme discount for Fant. With Everett, you're getting the discount because his track record is poor, right? With Fant, you're getting this discount because the offense is expected to be absolutely terrible. Now, one of the things that you and I are always joking about is that we do have maybe too much exposure. We're, we're overweight on this Week 17 <laughs> Jets seahawks game but in part we're overweight because those teams are discounted because their offenses are expected to be bad and that's a situation where i mean that's how you're going to win and win big in years now i'm not saying that's actually going to help be how this season plays out
1: sean we didn't mention it at the time but we actually have we've got dk metcalf and penny we may get fant and we also have elijah moore so we're really we're stacking that up again. i mean that's no that's- longer a joke, Sean. We are overexposed to that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it can it can be true and a joke, right? <laughs> so we have that situation going in the seasons and on the teams where the community ends up being wrong on those teams. Then again, that's how you end up with a bunch of teams at the top of the leaderboard it's definitely fine with me. One of the things that Michael Dudmer talks about in the best ball Bible. And again, if you haven't read that it will take you from novice to superstar as a best ball drafter within the course of reading it. Right. I mean, it's going to take a few minutes. It's this epic article. It will get you there. You know, if you're listening to us and you're like, I just, it doesn't seem like Sean Connell know what they're talking about. I want to go somewhere else for information. Go to the best ball Bible. It will get you set. You'll be absolutely awesome. You'll be glad that you did. If you're someone who's had a lot of success in best ball in the past and you're thinking, what are these tiny little edges that can take me to winning the tournaments that can make me, this this is a $200,000 grand prize this year. Is that right, Colin?
1: $200,000 for first place. Yeah.
2: Excellent. Excellent. So, so pe-
1: people can try and get second place because obviously we're taking first place here today.
2: First place with our Jets with our Jets Seahawks team. We'll we'll see how that goes. Noah fans still on the board here as we get to the end of round twelve. As is Robert Tanya, As is Jerry Goff.
1: And I haven't mentioned to somebody who I've seen just tumble and tumble in drafts, and I think it's going to continue with the reports that have come out over the last uh, couple of days. And that is Mike Sicky, tight end of the Miami Dolphins. I, I can t- I don't know how his ADP continues to show up on the the tools as high as it is obviously some people must be taking him vastly ahead of draft order but he continues to slide somebody who I've liked in the past but it seems like they are not going to be using him quite in that George Kittle role like some people may have hoped earlier this offseason with how they're installing that offense he seems to be in blocking a lot more but we'll we'll see um how that plays out but he is somebody who's sliding quite a bit since we picked we passed on Fant who was our target though so Eric Smith has gone Hunter Henry has gone evan ingram has gone as i mentioned tight ends by adp then we have mike is then it will be tyler higby then it is Noah Fant, david and and then we're getting into robert tonyan territory so sean we should get one of those two tight ends and fant our tonyan back to us um do you think uh, we, we get one tight end if we can here on this return back to us and then have you any other options we we're in that range where we're not all that far off the ADP of Jared Goff, Mark uh, Mac Jones goes in that kind of range. Any other players that are striking your fancy
2: here? Daniel Jones goes in this range as well. We talked about that Chargers-Rams game. And one of the things that I really do strongly emphasize is don't overemphasize some of those things to where you take lesser players as you're going through your drafts. But if you need a position right now, we need tight end. Tyler Higbee is there. He is not particularly po- popular this year and i think that makes sense i I don't think that he should be popular but as we look for ways to play this he has a mid to late 12th adp he's someone who if he fell through we could look at in terms of that packers vikings game at this point kj osborne probably really the last true shot for a vikings player he's not an option here at the 13 14 term but someone to keep in mind for later if we want uh, just to give a sense of where he is going in drafts his ADP is 1502 column we now four picks away Fant, Tanyan, Higby all still there at tight end what are you thinking here
1: well I'm still to the point of, I, we're definitely taking one my priority here is Fant um, I, the, my, the question I have to bounce back to you is do you think that we should look to see if we get a know is there any possibility you want to go with two tight ends there you made a compelling case for a couple of those guys but i do think that a second quarterback is also something that we have to seriously consider here the quarterbacks left at this particular time are daniel jones jared goff mac jones ryan Tannehill, davis mills then you're into carson wentz deshaun watson baker mayfield who i mentioned earlier kind of tongue-in-cheek but zach wilson is also somebody who his adp is going to dip a little bit here as he potentially misses the start of the season but out of that list that I mentioned, Sean, who are the realistic targets that you want to have on this roster?
2: Well, I think Mac Jones and Jerry Kauf, very clear possible options, guys I would be very comfortable with. You know, based on how this draft is going, I would be okay to go Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter in the 1920s. I think that that situation there is going to score points. The reason we mentioned that is that Jerry Goff has an ADP in between our 14th and 15th round picks. He probably doesn't come back. And I am vaguely interested in taking a couple of tight ends here. You, you do get to a point where Kasiki, even if he's not as involved in the offense as people were hoping, it, it just is a little bit silly that he's still available. One of the things that we're looking at is that there are really four tight ends that we could take. None of them will come back if we pass. And so that's the issue. If you have four good options, we could we could let one of them drop here, Column. And it, with there being so many, it increases your chances. But again, I mean, there's gonna be that secondary tight end run that wipes the rest of them out. So I think
1: I think the one we really want to get is font. Uh is that your force preference at tight end?
2: Yeah, so let's take Noah Fant here.
1: And that's nice because he was somebody we talked about potentially taking over Dube to. Now we have both of those guys. Um Fat or sorry, Gisiki, who I mentioned earlier, has fallen quite considerably here. Um, usually goes about two rounds before this, so he would be an option. I, I I'm I'm on board with going. I mentioned my love for the rookie tight ends earlier, but I'm willing to to get a third veteran here and then because obviously if we're looking at those potential options you mentioned a quarterback later in the draft that's going to take us out of the running for some of those guys so I think we should go here for that second uh tight end and see who comes back to us then between maybe Goff or or Mac Jones if we're lucky Gasecki has fallen in terms of ADP but does that mean that we we should be taking him here or should we go and, and and make the Tanyan play
2: I'll leave it up to you do you have a preference
1: yeah I think we should go Tanyan just for the stack I don't know. I, I drafted Kosicki quite a bit earlier in the offseason, and uh, obviously it's hard sometimes for players you draft early who continue to fall. CC Ronald Jones, who I've continued to draft over the past week, um, but I'm I'm just not sold on the role that Kosicki is going to have in this offense. The more we read about it, and I have legitimate concern, so he is a. Re- it was hard to pass him up, but I just think for this build we should be going with, with Tanyan. If I hadn't said Tanyan, would you have preferred Kosicki there?
2: I probably would have i think that the upside is still pretty significant but one of the things that when we're drafting together is we want to be aware of and respectful of the exposures that our co-manager has and so from that perspective i'm certainly fine missing on him i am not a believer in randall cobb and sammy Watkins. so if there's a potential that those guys are going to be the players who are heavily featured as receivers in this offense, then I think playing the pivot to Tanyan makes a lot of sense. He's probably not going to be the volume guy that we need to win the tournament overall. But having the occasional spike weeks, the touchdowns, he could wildly outperform from a touchdown percentage perspective. The, I think the I've other never- thing in
1: this, the other thing in this format is that you can. Uh, if you have two tight ends who who really go off in a week, you can start two tight ends in this format as well.
2: That's a very good point. And so in those weeks where he does score touchdowns during the regular season, he helps us out from the perspective of our flex and just, you know, making sure you make it through. One of the things that can just be so tempting is to draft exclusively for the playoff weeks and forget that you have to build as many rosters as possible. I mean, Colin, we're, we're not going to end up with just, you know, one or two teams like we had last year. I mean, last year we had two teams together. One of them went through. But we're also not going to have 50 teams in this tournament We're likely to have somewhere between 5 and 10, uh, maybe closer to 5. And so, I mean, you want those five teams to make it through. And from that perspective, I like where we're going with this. I like the balance that the team has now.
0: I think the spot. decision
2: to wait on tight end earlier really paid off with how these tight ends have made it to us at this spot and interestingly enough brevin jordan hayden Hurst, two guys we weren't considering are the next two tight ends to go
1: yeah brevin jordan continued that we had a we had a couple of weeks for brevin jordan was a, a kind of ongoing joke on the show that sean wouldn't let me draft him but i think people have realized at this point that that was just for entertainment purposes as we've continued to not draft him at this point um the interesting part is sean if i had told you when we were drafting those wide receivers i i mentioned the possibility of taking george kittle who we did pass on or sorry tight ends um you know everett and fanta's the players that i kind of joked about as being those players that we wanted to get later if in an ideal world they're the guys we get and that worked out perfectly for us the other question i had for you sean with the the tonyan side of things um was he has obviously uh, the same buy as Aaron Rodgers, that's not going to surprise me. It's a week 14 buy but when we look at the other tight ends that we have, we took Everett week 8 by Noah Fant week 11 by. I'm not looking to say I don't want to have two of my three tight ends have the same buy but I think in leagues where you can have the option to not have them, I do use it as a tiebreaker because, as I mentioned, you can start two of them. If one of these guys gets injured, you want to keep those options open as well. Is that something that you would look at at all at the tight end position when you're drafting these rosters, the the bye weeks and the flexibility of that, or would you just have taken a second, not worried about that?
2: Well, I think if, if you're having a hard time deciding, you definitely want to use it as a tiebreaker because if you're going to have three tight ends, one of the advantages you do want is to have two of them available in any given week. If you draft two tight ends with the same bye, and the other tight end is hurt, then... And one of the things that we know, I mean, our roster last season, it wasn't among the luckiest rosters. We did have some players hurt, and the fact that Elijah Moore wasn't available at the end, you know, that was <laughs> frustrating. But clearly, it was among the better results in terms of how many players stayed healthy. I mean, you're going to need your roster to stay healthy if you're going to be in consideration for that final group so you have to get lucky but then within that context even then you know you're still going to have some injuries if you have an injury to a player in that situation and then you have a couple other guys on the same bye then you do take the zero we know that frequently in these situations the couple of teams that advance to the playoffs do separate but there are also lots of situations in which it ends up being very close i believe that the roster that i had advanced with zachary krueger last season which I think sadly finished fourth in the first round of the playoffs and didn't get in that top three to advance. That team was within a handful of points. It was in that second, third range where if we had done something slightly differently and not scored at a position during a bye week you know, any week along the season that could have cost us the shot at the playoffs. And so, yeah, if you can't decide definitely make sure you spread those buys out colin we're here now early in the 15th let the listeners know how things are developing
1: Yeah, so to go back into it we do have a case where mike gasecki ended up being auto drafted after his uh large fall there he goes at the 14 12 which that that's the sort of pick that if it does, if it does turn around for gasecki could be a huge huge upside but we obviously passed them we're hoping that that works out in our favor since our pick brevin jordan who we mentioned marlon mack wendell robinson uh, jared goff we were hoping that we had an outside chance at going off the board there then we had hayden horse samir white jd mckissick david njoku kj hamler one of our favorite guys then daniel jones is just after going off the board i seen red flashing up as the color and i was wondering was it mac jones uh then we had Devonte parker mike is james robinson terry and davis price eno benjamin we are seeing some interesting uh swings here from players and and some of these running backs Eno benjamin one of our favorite guys um we'll see we'll see if that works out sean for us I've, i've quite a heavy exposure there as well and then daniel jones who i mentioned so at the moment top of our queue we have mac jones second in that queue we have kj osborne We still have Tyler Higby in there because there's a possibility to to go that way if he continue to fall back to us. Jameson Williams goes off the board. But Sean, a lot of the options then we have in our queue are going to be some guys who potentially will be sliding down a little bit earlier. Tyler Higby does go off the board since. So we are four or five picks away. Is Mac Jones at this point the clear pick for you at the, the quarterback position if he lasts? And then we talked about KJ Osborne. The one other note on this roster is at the moment we have Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, and Rashad Penny. So we will have to at some point diversify to running backs. The running backs we have in the queue, who I mentioned we will be looking at later, there is Jared McKinnon, there's Chris Evans, there's Amir Abdullah, Samaj P. Ryan. Ben Gretsch is getting his wish that Ty Montgomery is becoming a, a real life thing here, that Sean has added him to our queue in a draft. And then we'll be looking at other later round options. But at. Uh, uh, probably feed sean like a five running back builder do you think we're going to push this out to six and is there any running backs in this range that interest you ronald jones is in the adp range <laughs>
2: <laughs> well it's good to know that we've reached ronald jones territory he will not be a consideration for us here sadly and this is probably a five running back build, but we're going to look and see what the best values are down the stretch we've created a lot of flexibility here with the start that we had for tight end is actually a build that has been successful and again that's within the context of this contest not necessarily having 20 rounds in the past i think that raheem mostert has got to be the guy here he should probably be going at this point fairly close to the same range as chase Edmonds. He has all of that touchdown upside. He's got the big-time speed. He's a difference maker within the context of an offense where he's been successful in the past. I I like the fact that there's not a lot of buzz around the running backs in this offense. It gets you a chance to get them inexpensively. The other thing we have to consider with this particular build here, though, is that we could go Mac Jones, Ryan Tannehill, and Tannehill, uh, really probably the last draftable QB and uh, he just he seems a little bit undervalued right he's gonna have Traylon Burks performing you would hope well for him at some point in the season Robert Woods has supposedly gotten off to a good start he brings a little bit of rushing ability what are you thinking here in terms of balancing these two picks it's it's always nice when you get to a spot in the 15-16 round and really have three or four guys you'd like to draft
1: yeah, so I think um, I would say we go with Mac Jones with the first pick um, and then we can talk through the second pick uh, while we're on the clock. But I'm a big fan of the the Mostert pick as well. I've been, I haven't been I have drafted a huge amount of Chase Edmonds, not because I, I don't like Edmonds, but Mostert and Michelle are just... Um, I think that the prices are too attractive to, to pass up. So I would be interested with the build we have so far of going that way. I'm not against... In terms of the quarterbacks that are left, I wouldn't be against... Baker Mayfield, who we joked by earlier although I don't feel Sean's coming in board with that I wouldn't be against Zach Wilson based on having Aaron Rodgers and Mac Jones um, and then you already mentioned Marcus Mariota you mentioned pairing the two of them up but I wouldn't be against just rolling solo with Mariota and seeing how that plays out so I'm willing to pass on Tannehill here unless you strongly want to take him
2: let's go with Mostert he's one of my key running back targets in this area of the draft currently he's likely to end up on the zero RB list coming out this week Sean, we passed up somebody
1: just drafted sammy watkins after us did we make a mistake taking mostert ahead of sammy watkins
2: <laughs> well i know the column that you would like to have a full green bay packers team here i'm very proud of us we we came through with i can't believe how many packers we have yeah we came through with aaron Rodgers, romeo dobbs robert tanyan
1: I think some people who probably listen to the show sometimes may be surprised that I'm actually a Packers fan due to my reluctance to want to draft them. But um, no, we we get Mosterd. You i sorry for interrupting because people have been asking me when is the zero RB list coming out. You've given a teaser there that Raheem Mostert may be on that list, so I'll let you can take. People are probably shouting at their phones, nice. And saying, why did you interrupt Sean? they started to talk about that, but I'll let you take
2: it away. No, yeah, any time that we can talk about a full roster of Green Bay Packers. We want to make sure we do that. The, yeah, the zero RB list will be out this week. This is the week I like to target with it. Have had some questions. I know a lot of drafters, the week that they do their big drafts is this, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sometime in that time period. The articles will come out this week. I'm excited for them. We've got lots of other great content coming out. Bjorn with a really cool look at what to do after you would taken a a running back a two running back two wide receiver start in best ball leagues we know that that's something that will work and if you then follow that with the right picks and colin we have a running back running back wide receiver wide receiver start today too so our team is one that would benefit from Bjorn's article lots of really cool stuff connor tells you how to deal with the deshaun watson suspension curtis patrick is going to have his must draft running back and we know that in any given year the player that curtis drafts the most usually goes on to having a very very high win rate you're going to want to have that player dave Cabin has put together and colin i know i mentioned this on one of our other shows this week but dave has put together this amazing tool in the advanced team stats explorer We talk about going into the tools and getting lost for two, three hours coming up and it's the evening. This one you can come up and it'll be like a month later, right? (laughs) So you're going to want to make sure that you let your family and friends know that you're going in to play with the advanced team stats explorer so that they can just plan to do other stuff, right? Uh, Yeah, we're excited about this week. It's going to be an absolute blast from a fantasy football perspective. Collin, I'm loving this draft with you here. I thought maybe when we had that big uh, wide receiver run in round five, that things might get a little bit iffy. I think that this is – and, obviously, when we didn't get the two quarterbacks in the window, we didn't get the elite tight end. We've done some things that we don't normally do, and yet uh, this has got to be at least – I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's in a top five of all the drafts that I've done so far this season.
1: I, 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 well, that's that's high expectation. Hopefully, these last four rounds don't uh, change your opinion. But I, I do think that we've done a lot of things with flexibility. Like when you're at the one twelve, anytime you're drafting at that back portion of the, you always feel like you're a little bit up against it. But a lot of things have worked out after that running back, running back start to get the wide receivers that we got to then get Penny, and then I think the real thing, Sean, that turned this roster. And something that I'm really excited about is the fact that when we did go Rodgers, which I wasn't sold on, then we did take Dubes and we were thinking about taking Fant at that point. We ended up that we got Everett, Dubes, and Fant, who we thought we were kind of splitting two picks there to get two of those guys. We get all three. Then we get Tonyan to pair with Rodgers again. Then we get Mac Jones, who we were hoping that would last back to us after we passed on Goff and Jones were our potential quarterback options there. Then we get Mostert, who you've talked about just for a short time, and so about how much he is a target for you in these late portions of the draft. So I just think a lot of things have played out for us. We obviously aren't trying to force those kind of stacks or the week seventeen correlations. We're just so used now at this point, also to drafting the Seahawks and the Jets that they just happen naturally in our lineups. We have got exposure to a couple of those games, and I think that sets us up uh, sets us up pretty nicely here as we go down the home stretch. So it's gonna be interesting to see how it continues to play out sean i did kind of mention when i was saying i would be happy to pass on quarterback at that last pick for mostert that we could potentially take some other names the interesting thing is at this p- 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 moment in time ryan tannehill still has not been drafted and interestingly enough i mentioned the rookie tight ends and really liked them and i mentioned bellinger bellinger's actually the first rookie tight end off the board here goes at the 1703 so i mentioned some of the play- people are getting their guys here in this draft and that has worked out for us on a, a couple of occasions here but i mentioned those quarterbacks if Tannehill comes back i'm all in but if Tannehill doesn't come back over this next four rounds is there any other quarterbacks in that list of quarterbacks that are available from Tannehill, wentz watson mayfield wilson mariota that you're interested in the ones i would be truly interested in would be mariota wilson mayfield and Tannehill. um how's that how's that sound to you any of those guys of interest
2: well well come on what are you hearing about sam hell at this point right i mean we know that he didn't have quite as spectacular a second preseason game throws an interception uh barely misses his former teammate diami brown on a deep shot but he does lead another touchdown drive he does look like their best quarterback obviously i'm being silly there what are you hearing with the falcons because this Marcus Mariota versus Desmond, or how late can Mariota hang on to the starting job? Can he still be around? I mean, Mariota would be gone a long time already if drafters thought that he would still be the starting quarterback in the fantasy playoffs.
1: Yeah, and that has been my kind of discussion with you all along. We are doing some of these super flex drafts and some of the other drafts we did was that I think that eventually the Falcons are not going to be on playoff contention, so they're going to want to have a look at that rookie. And that also means that do we want to play this that we're going with Mac Jones and Aaron Rodgers throughout the main part of the season. We're just looking for somebody who could get a, could get a spike week in the playoffs. Or are we looking for something that could give us some actionable weeks during the season? That's, that's something that I think we're only going to really find out as the season goes on. But my feeling would be that Mariota isn't going to be the quarterback when we get to the playoffs. And at that point, then we would be relying on the way we've built this roster with the stacks for Aaron Rodgers and um how that's going to play out the other thing i was going to ask you is later i know we were both devastated with the take one Thornton news over the last couple of days with his injury with having mac jones i still if he does slide here too is not at this pick but in that 19th 20th round i would still be willing to to patch him onto this roster so in terms of the uh Carson wentz goes off the board uh that's always a nice pick we were not going to take him uh but the, the hope here, Sean, is at Ryan Tannehill comes to us and then we don't have to worry about what the Atlanta Falcons are going to do.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
2: that's right and we're three picks away it still really is running back now that's the other position one of the things that is tricky in these drafts as you get to the 17 18 turn is that you feel like you've got a lot of flexibility and then everybody that you are looking at goes before you're up for the 19 20 and then you've got to recalibrate right so looking at it here we have chris evans amir abdullah samaj ap ryan ty montgomery All potential running back selections to add on to a roster that only has Mostert, Henry, Barkley, and Penny. Now, I think that's absolutely loaded in terms of having four guys and having only really spent on the first two. But in terms of total numbers, obviously, we're going to want to add at least one more on there. I do think these rookie tight ends in Dulcich and McBride are still very interesting. If we wanted to end up with four at that position, Sean. Brian Tannehill does make it.
1: <laughs> I think that has to be the pick. Uh <laughs> I think that's worked out excellently for us. Uh I don't think uh, <laughs> I had no hopes of that happening. Uh he's obviously the first pick here, and then we'll talk through the second, but we have some time, we'll we'll hold it out. <laughs> um you were talking about the other options. Ronald Jones still on the board, Sean? Ronald Jones is not gonna get drafted, so <laughs> For the listeners out there, I'm still willing to draft Ronald Jones. Uh, I think uh Chris Evans is probably the play for me. Uh we have nudged on it a couple of times, we haven't really dived into it very deep. But how are you feeling on uh P Ryan? Um, the concerns that he may, you know, put a little bit of pressure on Chris Evans here moving forward. Um outside of that now, I think that Chris Evans would be would be my pick at this particular point of the draft.
2: Yeah, I I think that Amir Abdullah and Tom Montgomery are probably in a better position to get touches. The question is, there's no real way for them to evolve into the role that Chris Evans might be able to manage at some point in the season. I think the flexibility that we have there might encourage us to look at Paris Campbell here, the top wide receiver available, someone who has supposedly had a good camp. We don't know that there will be a lot of volume left over after michael Pittman is done david bell still somebody that i'm drafting a lot i do think that he's going to be the number one for the browns but obviously there's a huge amount of uncertainty there campbell bell evans colin Hoosier pick
1: i think we go evans i think that um, my hope here is that in terms of thornton's adp he usually goes around about the next turn i know i mentioned him there sean are you would you be against drafting him with the concerns of the injury it doesn't sound like he's going to be No, out for the season or anything like that
2: it doesn't sound like he's going to be out for the season but for a player who was probably a value kind of where he was going I mean you mentioned that we were frustrated I have Thornton I
1: have him everywhere
2: (laughs) yeah I have him on a huge percentage of teams because I mean he was a clear pick in round 17 or 18 and so if you're playing in an 18 round format then He's the clear pick at the end. If you're playing in a 20 round format like this one, then he's a clear pick at the end. He was having by all reports, a fantastic camp within the context of an offense where they don't have a lot of talent. He was a great player to put with your Mac Jones shares. He's got the four, two speed to where he can get deep for a 50, 60 yard touchdown and score you a full week's worth of points on one play. I don't know. I think now that he's out, you know, you get the, the eight week timeframe, a number of those weeks are going to occur right now when you're not actually losing fantasy weeks. He could still be a big time playmaker for the end of the season, but I, I do think that he was such a clear pick because he's a good talent and the chance that he would be a big part of their offense in the second half of the season made him such a clear selection, but now you kind of move the time window back for everything. And so it may be that he's just kind of getting his feet under him in weeks, you know, 16, 17, 18, that kind of thing in terms of reality perspective. And so I I think not only do you lose the, any kind of potential, even if it was very slight for him to have a big role in the first month, now it's impossible and it pushes everything back. I, I would be hoping that we can find a better pick at the 19-20 turn but if everybody we like is gone you probably have to still consider him I I, number one I already have enough that I I don't need to draft anymore while he's hurt Uh, but I I do think that this does ding his outlook quite a bit
1: yeah no I would agree with that but I'm still I, I still think it can be quite positive the other thing is it's not ideal especially with a rookie who misses time when they you know are trying to learn the offense and things like that but there's also for some of these players, like any player that I have drafted that the team says they are sitting out of all the preseason, I am absolutely delighted with that. That means they're going to be there in week one. There's a lot of these guys who, you know, for example, he misses eight weeks. That's going to be a situation where he's going to also probably miss the first three to four weeks of the season. But by week four, by week five, some of these guys like, we don't want them to get hurt, but a Devontae Parker could have something going on. Um, you know Kendrick Bourne could have something going on that could open up opportunities then for him coming back when he's fresh and healthy so we'll see what happens but let's hope Sean Uh, we talked about the bold predictions recently you talked about a a 70 yard touchdown at a very important point of the season that could be week 17 Um, but the other part of it is is uh, you mentioned Paris Campbell he does go off the board to the drafter out of the three slot we did take Chris Evans there my thought is that a lot of the other running backs that are of high interest to me usually would be off the board by the time we get back to our pick at the nineteen twenty turn i thought we would get that fifth running back to try and seal that there because if we do look to get a rookie tight end and possibly a wide receiver i like some of the wide receiver options better that could be there for us and those set of picks in hindsight now that um paris campbell has gone off the board we didn't expect him to get back but when we have some time to talk it through would you rather have got campbell there um versus some of the options that might be available to us at the wide receiver position. And the second question is, are you still thinking the route of a fourth tight end in the form of one of the rookies and then uh, a wide receiver with that last pick?
2: Yeah, I think especially, again, as drafters and listeners are considering the fact that you've got those two flex positions, that the tight ends have the potential to fill out, that being heavy on tight end and having different ways you can win through the tight end
1: and also, when we didn't get the elite tight end,
2: and also when we didn't get the elite tight end, that's exactly right. And so, as I'm looking at it here, I do think that either Dulcich or McBride will make it through. The player I'm really hoping gets back to us is David Bell. If Bell doesn't make it back, then I definitely would have preferred to have Paris Campbell because I think that Abdullah and Montgomery. Are just better bets for early season points. That's probably not a huge consideration for us. If you start with Derrick Henry and Saquon Barkley, if you're going to win, those guys need to be scoring right off the bat. Although, again, you never know exactly what time of the season they will be injured during. You know, we could have a Taekwon Thornton situation where sometime between now and the start of the season, one of those guys has a little bit of something come up. We don't expect to see a ton of them in preseason action between now and then but any given day in practice you can have a little something so we want to maintain the flexibility we want to draft the most total points Column, i'm guessing from your chris evans enthusiasm there that by the same token you are not yet on the time montgomery as this year's cordial patterson bandwagon
1: just not yet i to be honest i have drafted him the other player that on ben's recommendation that i've drafted a couple of times has been uh matt Breda. uh the hopefully we we won't be winning with him on this roster because obviously we have saquon barkley but the depth there is interesting sean you put a lot of pressure on me with the possibility that david bell would go off the board he did go off the board so the other player who's going off the board is trey mcbride that there also means that Dulcet would be the only remaining rookie tight end we'd be hoping to get here. So we have three more people to pick before us before we get to that. David Bell has gone. Is this team now doomed? Not
2: doomed, but (laughs) I mean, you think of the the fantasy playoffs and David Bell putting up those Anquan Bolden-type points. It is a blow. It is a blow. I say that again within the context of having enough David Bell that getting some diversification is definitely not a problem. Amira Bulat goes two picks, three picks ahead of us. There, we're two picks away. on, I think I'm I'm looking at Dulcich and Montgomery as the two guys that I would love to have here. Um, William Fuller still not signed, at least to my knowledge, as we are recording this. Are you? Is he someone you're still drafting?
1: I'm still drafting him, but also. Uh, starting to get more and more concerned I had said all along Sean that I thought that Jones had the better cachet in the NFL and the teams would probably want to sign him ahead of Fuller the one thing I did do when I was over in the US I was drafting a bunch of my own and he goes off the board here no he hasn't gone off the board actually Uh, drafting a lot of underdog teams and I think in tournaments players like Will Fuller are still very much worth the risk in terms of if he does get signed even if he gets signed during the season we're talking about even that playoff run that uh he could be a really strong play so sean we do get our option here at Dulcich, so we'll take him as our, our first option as the tight end and then it comes down to who we want to have here take one third and still available, sean ronald jones is still available at this particular point of the draft you have you have said we're not drafting him uh but who do you prefer i, I took evans and obviously we did not get bell pick back to us who would you prefer to take here i'll I'll let you take the second pick
2: so so you're locked in on Dulcich with the first one
1: unless you do want them but i think we should i think we should take him
2: so we'll take Dulcich there yeah fuller is pretty intriguing it is interesting to hear you say that you're willing to draft the guys who may miss a big chunk of time uh, we wouldn't really expect them to contribute early and i mean obviously you're comparing them to players who probably don't have a ton of value either
1: yeah so that's what i'm saying the upside of the likes of a fuller or even a Thornton, like we have at this point we have seven wide receivers ahead of them so if this pick doesn't work out i think we're really going for all-out upside at this point so i'm happy to go montgomery either but i think we have our our five running backs i'll I'll let you though you can you can make the pick um i want to I messed what? up on the average pick.
2: No, 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 no. no. I think that I'm, I'm leaning toward Montgomery here. But let me ask you, we've got eight seconds. Any thoughts on Nelson Aguilar, who is no trendy in camp? Okay, so no. See, it, it only takes, you know, five seconds is plenty to get the up-down on Nelson Aguilar. One of the reasons I ask that is because, obviously, we do have Mac Jones. And so you're thinking week 17,
1: we also now have Matt Jones wide receiver one, though, and t- uh, Ty Montgomery.
2: I <laughs> this, is Galax- here,
1: this is Galaxy this is Galaxy Brandon of the highest order. <laughs>
2: the the issue here, obviously, is that to have that Cordero Patterson season, and obviously you're not gonna have the Cordero Patterson season again, which is one of the reasons why, why we don't yeah. Yeah, we're not, we don't have a bunch of articles on who the next Cordero Patterson is gonna be because there isn't going to be one. You needed to have a situation where you have this elite athlete this hybrid talent that a lot of coaches have in the past have not used properly and is in an offense that has nobody else there and perhaps the strangest thing about Ty Montgomery's emergence over the last month is that they have Damian Harris and they have Armandre Stevenson and obviously this is... <laughs> Kind of gone by the wayside, but they have Pierre Strong, right? And so Montgomery has more or less sidelined him. And yet, to move into any type of Patterson role, he would need well, probably what you would need is a damian Harris trade. There have been rumors to that effect, but I think mostly it's just you know, kind of thinking it through that maybe it would make sense if they're so high on these other guys. No real reason to believe that they would let Harris depart this season unless someone wanted to overpay. But you would almost need a trade and then an injury or perhaps just one injury, right? In these backfields, you can have that kind of thing. One of the reasons that so many of the 49ers are always interesting to drafters is that somehow their backs score a ton of points but always get hurt. So Ty Montgomery doesn't really have a path to the type of volume you would need at least not immediately and we're going to have a different offense this isn't going to be the josh mcdaniels offense that has really funneled passes to that running back position created extremely positive fantasy seasons for james white on multiple occasions however we do still think the offense is going to develop into something that works maybe that won't be week one week two but mac jones one of the reasons that we are drafting him is that the second year breakout will probably happen at some point he was simply too good of a prospect and had too good of a rookie season to not come through i, I say that. i mean obviously there there are scenarios in which he would not come through but the price that you're getting on the upside outcomes is very very encouraging within that context it makes sense then to also bet a little bit on that offense to bet on a time montgomery there aren't a lot of great ways to play it i do think that nelson aguilar in round 20 is actually a good pick at this point, he's not the most exciting pick. So I did get the instantaneous thumbs down from column But column we're, we're at the end here. There are three picks to go. Some of the last round picks for folks. We did get the Boston Scott and Matt Breida selections. We're getting Dontrell Hilliard, uh, a back who I think is good and is probably going to play some this year. But when you consider the couple guys behind him, I, I don't know how he would actually come through and score any points we are getting some final round picks of donald parham and kyle rudolph rudolph an interesting dart throw i think in that buccaneers offense and we can't go to the rap before we say that the two picks immediately before us at the 19-20 turn were two of our favorites chuba hubbard and levis gushan Column, I am surprised that they're being drafted in 2022, but I wish them the best of luck.
1: Uh, I certainly wish them the best of luck, particularly LaVisca Levis- Chanel, who I have sprinkled into a couple of rosters, Sean. But those couple of picks from Chris Evans through to Ty Montgomery, you mentioned that you give me the possibility you know, of drafting Nelson Aguilar. You also give me that possibility with eight seconds left on the clock, so... uh <laughs> It had to be a quick uh, yes or no answer. But we do finish up with Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, DJ Moore, Mike Williams, DK Metcalf, Elijah Moore, Brandon Ayuk, Devontae Smith, Rashad Penny, Aaron Rodgers, Gerald Everett, Romeo Dubes, Noah Fant, Robert Tonyan. Then we have Mac Jones, Raheem Mostert, Ryan Tannehill, Chris Evans, Greg Dulcich, and Ty McGrummree to r- wind things up. So we have seven wide receivers, we have five running backs, then we have our four tight ends three quarterbacks i think it's really well balanced i think this team is absolutely loaded so the draft is about to close out we will be back with a recap show make sure you are subscribed to the road of his overtime podcast feed to get that once it is released my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at overtime ireland my co-host is sean siegel and if you are signing up for a road of his nfl pass where you get access to all of our content and tools You can do so at rotaviz.com and you can use the promo code rbradio 2022 while signing up to get yourself a 10% discount. Until we're back with another show, have a good one.